do you often find yourself unable to make time to keep up with your hobbies do you often find yourself saying a lot of no to social interactions do you consider yourself an introvert if any of your answers for these questions was a yes keep listening social media decluttering i'm sure a lot of you would have come across this word social media decluttering or its other forms like social media detox or even social media social distancing irrespective of how you call it a lot of teenagers today are in a constant state of passive depression and anxiety they even face a high level of stress but people have moved on and have accepted this state of constant depression and anxiety as the new normal but why should it be the new normal even 10 years before children were much more happier teenage suicide rate was much lower and with the improvements that we have seen in child care and the education today we should actually be seeing lesser of these suicides but that doesn't seem to be the case what went wrong it all began in the february of 2004 when one man decided to come up with a revolutionary idea that was going to change the whole world the way humans communicate and the way businesses were done Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook introduced to the world the blueprint of social media that we see today. A social media ecosystem where likes determined how popular you were and your Snapchat streaks determined how much of a close friend you were to someone. But before we go forward, I would like you all to know that I do not blame Mark Zuckerberg or his Facebook or any other social media platform for that matter. these are entrepreneurs doing a pretty good job at selling their products it is us who has to step down to save our emotional and mental health i do know that a lot of people are out there using the social media platforms to make a living there are a lot of people who share their passion through this platform of social media i applaud you all for doing a great job with the time you have on social media still stick on till the end you might learn a thing or two so about a day before i started working on this podcast i gave up snapchat i used to be a very de- dedicated snapchatter and i spent a lot of time maintaining streaks i used to go after my friends who broke these streaks hence i had to give up snapchat it was snapchat for me it could be any other app for you So I deleted Snapchat and it was going good but in those 24 hours every hour or so I had this urge to use my phone and the first place my finger went to was Snapchat but guess what the app wasn't there and then I would realize how much of a muscle memory that had become every incident that I came across in those 24 hours the first thought that came to my mind was i should put that on snap it rained and i wanted to put it on snapchat i bought food and i had to put it on snapchat but i didn't have the app and i did cheat a little by sending those pictures to my friends on my whatsapp group but it proves the point that how much of a dependency 
i had created with snapchat so i wanted to know more about this and then i found an article from 2018 the article from 2018 talked about a silicon valley whistleblower who revealed that the social media platforms were using data collected from the casinos of las vegas yes data collected from casinos that make you come back again and again and again and get you addicted being used to make the very social media apps that you use on a daily basis so yes apps specially designed to make you addicted so that you come back again and again so that the platform owners keep getting ad revenue but almost all of us already know that social media addiction is an actual thing and the sad truth is some of us are already hooked but it does not end there it has to do with something more important something to do with the chemistry of our brain These apps are designed to stimulate your brain to produce a chemical called dopamine. A lot of us would have heard about the chemical dopamine and we know that it's a reward chemical. But what does it actually do? Popular research believes that dopamine was the reason our species has been able to survive till date. But the way things are changing could it be the same reason our species ends dopamine basically is a reward chemical and is produced every time you achieve something every time you achieve a target but the effects of dopamine are it makes you more attentive it tenses your muscles and it gets you ready to achieve more it's a constant feeling of wanting more and that's what happens when you open your instagram feed a constant scroll where you keep scrolling and scrolling and with every like uh, another hit of dopamine gets you to scroll more every comment another hit of dopamine that makes you scroll more this creates a constant continuous cycle of wanting more this chemical also disrupts your sleep cycle and it creates a dependency a need to use that app in order to feel rewarded yes there are other sources of dopamine that might actually be positive like getting higher marks that might motivate you to go even higher doing a workout that might motivate you to go further weight loss that motivates you to lose more but when you are able to get dopamine easily by getting an another like or two why would your brain try to even think about all those other harder alternatives and that's where the problem begins i promise this is not a chemistry class or a biology class but after dopamine i'll introduce you to another chemical called oxytocin you could call oxytocin the nicer cousin of dopamine oxytocin is produced when you embrace or hug your loved ones oxytocin is produced when you spend time with your loved ones 
it is also produced when you spend more time in social circles interacting with actual people now this is a chemical that helps you relax and calm down it brings down your heartbeat and regulates your sleep cycle it helps you get better sleep so you could argue that you have a large social circle on your social media platform and that you interact with them on a regular basis but there is something special about actual eye to eye conversations that happen in real life that our brain does not interpret the same way it interprets a conversation that happens through a device so you could have a thousand friends on facebook a million followers on instagram but it still wouldn't feel the same as having a bunch of wonderful friends around you in real life so when you put down your phone look up and start interacting with the real world when you do go back to your phone the dopamine you get is no longer that attractive so hey it affects the chemicals in the brain but is that the only reason you should cut down your social media usage Before I answer that question just take a moment to go to your phone settings and check the phone usage you would be astonished to find the average number of hours you spend on your staring at your phone screen the international average for mobile usage is 5 hours a day and if you tally that up that's about 60 days of your life every year spent staring at your screen 60 days of your life that you could be using to pursue your hobbies or to do something better but this is not just a problem of productivity every day in our life we have this period of time maybe a hour or so that we have for ourselves with no interactions from the outside world there is no one to disturb us there is no music no noise nothing you're all by yourself and most of us including me fill up these small gaps to its last second with our phones we even use our phones in our restrooms but the thing is our minds need time to process stuff they need solitary time away from the input from other brains so that they can process what they've collected and we do not allow this to happen by continuously flooding our brain with information from put up on the social media from other minds from their lives over time your brain gets affected psychologically and then you start feeling depressed you feel lonely even though you are surrounded by people and anxiety steps in so what can you do the best option is to spend time with yourself without your phones or at the most without social media yes even the most extrovert people require solitary time so put down your phone and go outside your virtual walls find new ways to challenge your comfort zone find new people listen to these stories 
and find yourself in the process together we can bring back the actual physical world that used to exist so this whole thought process of social media decluttering began when i read a book by cal newport called digital minimalism that book has been a revelation for me and has definitely changed the way i look at my phone i definitely re- recommend that book for all of you and i'm sure it will have a revelation for you too also anxiety and depression are actual issues that require medical attention what i'm suggesting is a thought process a methodology that will help you find more time for yourself help you find yourself and live a more exciting in the moment life without a screen in front of you enjoying the world with your eyes hey guys that's it for this week thanks for listening and if you made it this far thank you so much